Hi guys, welcome to Threads Podcast Life Unfiltered. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Episode 140 with a personal format-ish with a Q&A with Ben about his amazing trip to Montana and Oregon. But before we do that, Ben's going to do a super short intro into Threads and then we'll jump into the icebreaker. Threads Podcast Life Unfiltered is a show all about living and talking in an unfiltered manner. We focus on three main areas. Those are uncomfortable conversations, mental health, and faith. And on each episode, you can expect to hear dialogue about one, two, or even all three of those. For the purpose of tonight's episode, eh, we'll probably hit all three uh, and maybe not giving you know an, a huge focus to just one of them, but we'll touch on all three. But before we get there, we're going to do a quick icebreaker. This is the first time I've seen Jason in like two weeks, I think, Yep. which is rare for us. Um, and I have to say, Jason really respected my boundaries and as I was on vacation. I hardly heard a peep from him <laughs> unless I reached out first. So I just really appreciate that. And um, it was good. So, yeah, interesting. You didn't ask me to. No. You know, it's funny. I talked to Megan about that, and and she's like, well, that's on Ben. I'm like, well, I don't want to blow his phone up. He's like, well, he can choose not to answer it. And I was like, no, but he's on vacation. So we had the conversation. I did a, take a mental note. I even yelled at Jesper. Uh, love you, Jesper, because I know you listen now. <laughs> uh, that, hey, don't tag Ben and stuff. You know, we were blowing up his phone early on the vacation. He muted it. Just, it's no big deal. He was worried about the the purchase, and I'm like, Ben's gonna say yes anyways. It's not. It's, <laughs> I'm the yes man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a. It's not a frivolous. That was. You got t- it out. I did, but I was. I was not confident. <laughs> it wasn't a fr- frivolous purchase. It right. was a sizable amount for us. So no, I. I did try to not bug you. Because you're on vacation. If you want to be. Bu- if you want to talk, then you're gonna message me, and you did it. Uh, no, two or three times, but. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm. I'm glad I didn't bother you. That makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah. gold stars for Jason. Thank you. So uh, that's how I'm showing up tonight. Just kind of a, I haven't seen you in two weeks, and I it's know. good to be here. It is nice, um, you know, through the the social media, and the, I we're able to see a lot of your pictures. So oh, I yes. kind of could know what was going on, and and those kind of things. So that was cool. But how I'm showing up tonight is, well, I weeded the garden today, and have you ever? rubbed against like a pricker weed where i don't know why god made these because this son of a bitch is swollen and it's like it's throbbing my muscle i got it in the arm and i got it my ankle and it's super uncomfortable but anyways other than that my sunday's been great today was a day of rest as far as exercise nice i went 11 straight took one off went six straight and then took today off so Champion of the Whoop month yes, for August were. by a lot. No, no, not for August. For July. There you go. It is now August. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was pretty happy about that. I was waiting for Mike because when you were on vacation, you know, you're the nin- you're the ninja worker. Yeah. You're the ninja exerciser. We were like talking shit to each other. And he's like, I'm going to I'm going to work out so hard the next couple of days. And I know he I knew he wasn't. But in the back of my mind, I thought he might. I literally at like 10 o'clock last night checked. Nice. And I was like, if he starts creeping up, I will go for a run in, at midnight. I, or, well, once it hits midnight, I've right. been too late. But 
Nice. I just love doing that. So, yeah, it's been a good week uh, heading out to a conference on Tuesday. And so, yeah, I'm ready to record and hear about your trip. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about it. So uh, before we get into talking about my trip, uh, you know, I know you did a, a episode with Mike last week where you kind of did your personal update. And yeah, I did. Not sure there's a ton new in your life since then, but anything else uh, happened that's been notable yeah actually it had kind of was going on when mike was in but um i've been getting so you know about my drama with my family with my dad and my sisters and the, yes. the paternity and all that stuff and so my dad continues to send these cards sent one to megan we wrote return to sender um so he got it back and then my sister megan decided to send a gift to sully randomly through amazon try to tell it so i can't return it but so Amazon's weird where you can return it, but it doesn't let the other party know. Right. So some people, when they listen to this episode, are going to probably think I'm petty. But what I did is when it finally credited my account, I took that money and I Venmoed it to her <laughs> and said, hey, we, we're, we're this is crossing a boundary. We have no contacts. That includes the kids. Uh, please don't do this anymore. My dad sent a card, too. I sent that back, returned to sender. And then I get this long email from my sister, Megan, about how how dare I keep her from the kids. And like she's trying to she tried to message Avery on TikTok and and then she tried to message her on Telegram. Like we're forgetting all these connections. So I don't I kind of feel bad a little bit in a way. But we have to, we decided as a family that we need to set this boundary as a family. Right. How can you have a relationship with my children, but not me? Yeah, that's that's weird. So th- do does that. it come off like I'm kind of cold hearted? Like I, I, if you didn't, if somebody didn't know the context the and the story, hell yeah, that's okay. super cold. Yeah, but I do know the story. Right, and I know the background, and it's not cold at all. Yeah, you're, you're you're holding up a boundary that you set. Yeah, and that's healthy. And it sounds petty to send my sister back, but I'm like, I want you to know, I don't send this stuff, and you know, I didn't let Sully know, and I don't know. <sighs> It's tough. It's I, even with all the dysfunction, I still feel guilty doing that stuff, and I hate mm. that. But, um, but yeah. So that's that's pretty much what I've been dealing with this week, and and then oh yeah, and then my sister Nicole's in town. Yeah. So she sent a text like, "Hey, if you want to get together," and then I just send a text back. I'm like, "Listen, for whatever reason, I know the reason when the teary quote unquote blood, which is only half now, is not." in my nuclear family like my life is better Hmm. and i and i love you but please respect my boundary i don't want to talk anymore i don't want to see you it doesn't mean it's a closed book but at this point i think it's better for everyone Hmm. and i and i was like no one can see that i covered my (laughs) mouth like oh gosh what she can respond and then she was like totally respect that i respect your boundary i understand where you're coming from because i feel that way a lot this is just a gist of what she said. I don't know, not verbatim, but, and uh, I love you. And yep, the doors, I'm going to keep this line open. But, you know, if, if we connect, we connect. If we don't, we don't. Hmm. So. Very cool. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with that response. You know, obvious with my sister, Megan, doesn't surprise me. I If I if I prepared, I, re- I would have re- read it to you and you would have been like, oh, my Lord. It was all about her. <laughs> Uh, it had nothing to do with anything else. It was like, oh, me, you can't keep me from the kids. And I was like, okay. 
So here we are back here again. You're back in Michigan. Are. are you feeling a little jet lag at all? I think I'm over it now. Um, I did not fall asleep until probably two thirty last night. All right, because it felt like it was eleven thirty. Yeah, it's three hours. Three and... hours different. Okay, and. I've gone before for a weekend or a week, but two weeks on that time zone, it really shifts your brain. It does. I just started to fall back into that time zone. Yeah, when you're there long enough, you you will. I mean, your body just adapts. Yep. So that was brutal. So we went to the early service. So I got up early. I took my son to work. Side note, I'm really trying to get him to tell his boss not to schedule him Sunday mornings, but that's another fight for another day um but but yeah i took him to work and then we loaded up the rest of the family we went to church we were home by like 11 had lunch at the table all together which was nice and then at 11 30 andy and i laid down and took a nap yeah i was gonna say <laughs> like i don't remember the last time i took a nap at 11 30 but we were tired so. man so before we talk about the trip what about your improv tonight? That, yeah. uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. So that's a new connection, a very new connection. Um, if you've been listening to the show for a while, uh, I think it was, I don't even know if we had started threads when I did my last class. I don't think we did. We talked about it on we the show. We talked sh- about it, but I don't think I was actively in it. Like it was spring of 2018. So that was right before we started. Yeah, we started in June. Yeah. Anyways, I did my first improv class with the Civic Theater in Grand Rapids before Threads even started. Loved it. Had a blast. And then for, I mean, life just got busy and I just put off taking class two. And um, well, fast forward to just a couple like. A week ago, <laughs> a couple. Wait a minute. I think it was on a week vacation. ago. I was on vacation, <laughs> scrolling through social media. I think we were in between places, so I was just killing time looking at social media, and I noticed that the comedy project, which is a different entity than what I did, they were offering a improv two class, and so I was like, "I'm doing it. I'm going to sign up. Let's go." And it was a perfect time, Sunday afternoon, four to six. And so I said, yep, I'm doing it. So the first class was tonight. There's eight of us total. And it's a little awkward the first (laughs) night because you don't know these people at all. And you're supposed to just create these improv scenes with them. Um, So it was a little rough. I, I was a bear. In a in one scene, and then I brought the bear back in another that's, scene. That's perfect for you. Yeah, so totally fun. Loved it, and would highly recommend if you're a local, check out the GR Comedy Project. They got some really really cool stuff going on. Follow up questions: uh, What is the actual goal of this class? Like, are you, do you want to, or what is that? What is their definition of the goal for this class? Yeah, so. They have four classes, Improv 1 and Improv 2. Um, the goal is to learn the skill, the technique, the flow of how to do improv. Now, my first class that I did at the Civic Theater, it was very much just kind of a sandbox, let's have fun and play improv games. This is more, let's get technical. Let's talk about 
how you acted out that part right there. Mm. What could you have done different? Yeah, why you did this instead of this. What would make the scene come alive more? What are some unexpected twists and turns you can throw in? So you're really working on your technique. And the the bigger picture is every Monday night, they have um, open mic comedy, basically, mm-hmm. at the Comedy Project. It used to be at the Dog Story Theater. Now it's at the comedy project and so every monday night you can go and practice and have stage time and do the stuff that you've learned in class so that's one outlet that you can go the second option is the final class of the series is like an informance it's not a performance it's more i guess an informal so they probably just throw up you go, you go seven o'clock, and they're like, "Okay, you're gonna act out this," and they just give it to you. Yep, basically, and people can come and yeah. And so it's open to friends and family, basically. Yeah. So okay, and then as you get into the more advanced improv three and four, that becomes more, I think, almost entirely performance oriented. So the shows that they're doing on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, you're actually part of the show oh. at that point. So Look that's kind of the trajectory that they have. What's your goal? I would like to at least do the open comedy night. But isn't that just like telling jokes? No. It, I mean, yes, you can do that. Or you can just do crowd go work? with You could go with a, a group of oh, four people okay. and do improv. So it's not just specific to like stand-up comedy. No. Like next up is going to be Ben, blah, 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 yeah. and some these guys, <laughs> and they're going to do a bit about or whatever. Yeah, so you can... If you want to do an improv scene, you can take suggestions from the crowd and have a team of four of you and do it there. I think it would be pretty awesome to go all the way through improv four. Very cool. Do you know, uh, is who runs the comedy project? Is there a company? Do you you know? Uh, There's a couple of owners. Okay. Joe is one of his name. And then Ben is another. It's not the, um, the Jaegers, is it? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I, or the Yoders. Don't. Uh, maybe. Mm, okay. I don't know. Interesting. Um, yeah, so that sounds cool. I don't think I would like to do that, even though I've done a ton of plays. It's, <sighs> you would love it. I think you would get into it. I think I would when I got past the awkwardness. But yeah, uh, yeah man, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm very proud of you for doing that because that's way stepping outside your comfort zone. It is. Um, so the first, so we're all gathered on the stage to do like icebreaker, warm up stuff, whatever. Yeah. And so then he's like, all right, four of you going to come down and four of you going to stay on stage. And the first four on stage will be the ones to do the first scene. There were a couple of people that couldn't get off that stage fast enough. They're like, nope, not me. Buzzed yeah. off. I hung around. Did and you? I waited until other people left and. Um, there were like five of us and I looked at one guy and he looked at me and then he's like, I'll go. And he went and sat down. <laughs> so look at you. So I just jump right in. I'm curious uh, out of those people. Did they ask the question like, Hey, how many have done this before? That was in our discussion, like introductions. Of yeah. Ourselves. So how many had just, well, it's improv too. So everybody's had at least. Oh, some... oh okay. Didn't matter that you took it at the civic theater. No. Oh, okay. Cool. So, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about your trip. I mean, I think 
we're going to try to stay away from the minutiae stuff. But I know uh, if you guys didn't know, they the first part of the trip, Montana, went to see a great Aunt Judy. Yep. How did I remember? That was incredible. Professional. Because my mom's <laughs> named Judy. So kind of explain the reason for the trip. And um, I mean, I'm sure there's several reasons. And then we'll just kind of jump right in. Yeah. The, the first and foremost reason that we did this trip is because Aunt Judy, great Aunt Judy, we all call her Aunt Judy, even the kids. She's 80. Okay. She's not getting any younger. Um, and Stefan joined our family. Gosh, she was two. So almost 13 years ago. And in that span of 13 years, Aunt Judy has consistently been at least aware of what was happening and supportive. And she would send letters, handwritten letters. She would send birthday cards. And um, at the time, we kind of felt like, who is this Aunt Judy? And why does she care so much? And why does she keep sending cards? Like, we don't know her. And we're trying to you know, get Stefan plugged into our family. But then we've got this biological relative that just keeps reaching out. And we were young and naive and thinking we knew best. And so probably for the first, honestly, 10 years, we were just kind of like, ugh, Aunt Judy sent another note. Oh, really? So you guys went a long time without really kind of reaching back. We would sort of reach back. I mean, we did a phone call at one point. Um, we became friends on Facebook. We would email occasionally. But it wasn't like this. It wasn't the same amount of effort she was putting into it. Okay. She had been so just dedicated to reaching out, even when we were being unresponsive not taking it seriously she didn't stop like she just continually tried to be this presence Hmm. in stefan's life and we were so weirded out by it at first (laughs) but then as we're getting older and wiser and recognizing that she's getting older um we just kind of had this realization within the last three years we really need to make this a priority we we need to at least meet her so yeah. Stefan can fill in that gap and know who Aunt Judy is. And and so it's not just this strange relative that's sending stuff on Christmas and birthdays and randomly throughout the year, but this is Aunt Judy and she's awesome. It's so great that you did that because he doesn't have really any other connection to biological. No. Not really. So, oh man, what a huge win for you to do that. You kind of wised up in your old age uh to to give him that opportunity yeah now he does have somewhat of a relationship with his older biological half-sister um and she's been great but we have all the time in the world to meet her and her family we really wanted to make make it a priority to go see judy yeah i mean she's 80 yeah i mean she could live 20 more years or tomorrow and she probably will live 20 more years yeah she's a spitfire takes care of herself yeah that's amazing i'm I'm so glad she continued to do that it is it is kind of weird you know going back to my earlier point about my dad sending cards it's kind of a different situation but i don't know i don't know what what aunt judy got out of it and i don't know what my dad gets out of it Mm. like what is he why is he doing it does he actually still want a connection or is he 
it's just bizarre. I don't mean to jump on your parade, no, but it that's just all right. popped into my head. But so okay, so you plan a trip. She lives in Montana in the boonies, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Straight gosh, up boonies. Yeah. Did you literally have no cell service outside the house other than we what, Wi-Fi? Oh, okay. We did have cell service, which I was surprised okay. by. Okay. But it was in the middle of nowhere. And so <laughs> up until this point, up until the, you know, the night that we're driving uh, from, well, we, okay. So <laughs> one thing that I need to make clear about this trip is it was non-traditional. Like who flies to Portland and then hops in a rental car and drives back east 10 hours. Right. Like, why Why do that? And so to that, I would say, because we ultimately wanted to end up in Portland, and it was cheaper to fly into Portland. But yes, so we basically arrived at the airport, drove to a hotel where we stayed for the night, and then drove 10 hours to middle of nowhere, Montana. And... We got off the freeway exit and we're driving these windy, seemingly endless roads up in the mountains. And I just look at Andy and I was like, babe, what if she's catfishing us and she's actually not like who we think she is? What if this is some creeper on the Internet? No way. I don't know. I'm just like, we've got this far. We've never met her in person. Like, what? if this just goes horribly wrong and then she's like i really don't think that's gonna be the case and i was like okay but what if this just goes completely sideways we're in the middle of nowhere she's like well then we'll just leave it's like okay well let's do this yeah that's so- amazing we I, I was looking at our stats we have one listen on montana is that your is that great aunt judy it could very well be <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was just looking that up So how did Stefan react? Was he cool with it? Was he like, oh, this is lame? He was the first night he really didn't interact much with Judy. Like he kind of said hi, gave her a hug, and then disappeared in the basement bedroom. And Miracle ended up spending more time with Judy. Well, social miracle. I know. I mean, she'll make a friend with anybody. It's true. (laughs) And she did. So... Um, so I would say the things didn't really start clicking with Stefan and Judy until we went to the hot springs and that was, um, Wednesday night. Okay. So hot springs. Yeah. I mean, what are, what are hot springs? I know what, (laughs) I mean, is just some random body of water that's hot? So in the mountains of Montana, there are deep below the surface of the ground and i guess going up to the tip of the mountain there is essentially water that's boiling in the ground and being warmed and so that water comes out as a stream from the mountains into like in a pool somewhere well the place we stayed was like a modern actual like pool okay but it was fed by the water from these hot springs. Okay. So, but the thing about Montana and especially where Judy lives is it's hours from anywhere. <laughs> so, to go to Chico Hot Springs was a two hour drive one way. <laughs> so, and Judy doesn't get the opportunity to visit with people a whole lot because she lives in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, she talked my ear off 
The whole two hours? Whole two hours. Ooh, ben needed an introvert break. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't mind. I mean, in the moment, I didn't mind. I no. wasn't frustrated by it because she's this incredible mountain, do-it-myself kind of woman. Like, she's incredible. Hmm. So Very cool. It was fun to get to know her and hear her stories. And um, the hot springs were crazy. So let's back up a little bit with Stefan. Did you have a chance? Obviously, you guys traveled a lot. You know, well, I mean, I guess you flew not a ton of time, but to to ask him about how he felt about it. Did he did he did he say thank you? Was he? I don't know. He's he's a teenage boy, so right. he probably said, "Yeah, it was great," and just that was it. But I'm just wondering if you know, maybe in the future or or now, did he have a good attitude about it? Yeah, I would say leading up to the trip, we didn't. We didn't move ahead with plans until he was okay with it. Okay. So we asked him, are you okay with meeting Aunt Judy? And he's like, yeah, I think so. It's like, you do realize that she lives in Montana and it's probably the middle of nowhere. He's like, that's fine. So he didn't really fight it too much and was like, all right, let's do it. So with his blessing, we kind of set the trip up. Um, So, yeah, it's not like he was... He didn't ever have a bad attitude about it. No, but you know how, you know, teenagers are. Right. If they're not doing TikToks in their sleep, they're, <laughs> you know, being grumpy about stuff. Right. It was so cool, though, to see Stefan start to open up to Aunt Judy. Okay. Um, I think it was dinner at the Hot Springs. So Chico Hot Springs, I, I didn't know what to expect. We were just told early on, I booked us a night at Chico, and you guys are going to love it. So Judy did? Yeah. Oh, boy. Look at you. Like, she took, took she the reins. She had full control over that portion of our trip. And oh, Amy boy. And I just kind of had to let go because we knew nothing about Montana at all. So Judy books the reservations and tells us, and then we're going to get dinner there, and it's amazing food you'll have a great time so i didn't know what chico hot springs was and when we arrived it was raining so i was just kind of in a foul attitude Um, but just as soon as we got the cars unpacked it stopped raining and i just took the time to look around and it was crazy like they've got these uh, covered wagons that we stayed in that have air conditioning and electricity and um that's by the way that sounds super cool like it was just a fun little it's kind of uh kitschy yeah but it's still cool like you're still like i got air (laughs) you know what i mean chico hot springs is like kitschy but like upscale kitschy upscale kitschy really weird combination like i didn't see that coming and i still don't know how to wrap my head around it So the people who stay at Chico Hot Springs are generally upper class um, people who in their free time likes to go hunting and wild safari type hunting and or their, you know, families like ours, upper middle class. So it was one of those situations where if you're I had a really hard time figuring out the socioeconomic spread of the people. Yeah. But then we got to dinner and. The entrees, the cheapest entree was like $30. Oh, damn. 
<laughs> she's insisting on paying for everything. So we got a couple appetizers oh. and meals and dessert and it's just living it up. Yeah, and like it was like a fine dining experience. I mean, you didn't nobody dressed up like it was fine dining, yeah. but just man, higher end stuff. It was definitely higher end and not at all what I was expecting. We drove in and I thought this was some cheesy rinky dink little <laughs> wannabe resort. Right. Turns out no, this is like upper echelon camping glamping it's like you at cornerstone yeah pretty much (laughs) (laughs) but it's this place in the middle of nowhere by these hot springs in prey montana nice so um did judy stay with you so at the hot springs she had her own room okay she had an actual room right so we were at the very top of the hill Mm mm-hmm she was down a little bit. But she there. stayed with you like at the resort and yeah. then y'all got up in the morning and drove back. Yep. Okay. Yep. Very cool. It was It, it sounds interesting. It, it, I'm still trying to wrap my head around what was that? I it, it really intrigues me wanting to go. Like I, I yeah. It it makes sense there there must be a lot of like I mean Montana's kind of Nothing but not a wasteland. That sounds critical, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like a lot of hunting goes on. Yeah. So it makes sense that maybe these guys that come in that have a lot of money that want to hunt, let's say like uh, elk or yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's elk in Montana. I assume <laughs> that there is. And so they don't want to stay in some. They don't want to rough it. Basically, right. they want to go shoot this. But at the end of the day, they want to be pampered. Yeah. And so there's even like a, a spa where you can go in and get a massage that's up on one of the Okay. Hills. Yeah. Now we're talking. And then they, they have mountain bikes that you can rent and you can go for horseback rides. Like it's the kind of place that you could feasibly stay for five days and not get bored. Nope. And spend $10,000. Exactly. Awesome. Which is why I think we only spent one night there. Right. And uh, she was paying for it. So. And that was so awkward too. Like Miracle had a very difficult time looking at the menu and seeing the prices and she's like it's so expensive and we're just like don't worry about it judy said she'll she's treating us i think it's different too when you bring your kids on vacation as you know when you it's good that she's noticing the prices on that because what you would if you were out shopping with her you'd be like hon that's too expensive yeah. and yeah you could probably buy it and afford it but it's too expensive for her we had the same thing when we went to disney world with the kids and i was like listen as far as food, you can get whatever you want. This is a one-time thing we're going to Disney. Right. You you, I, you want that souvenir? I mean, within reason. I told them, obviously, I'm not going to spend more than $50 on a souvenir. Yeah. And be you know be cautious. Don't go in every shop and expect me. You know what I mean? Some, some loose parameters. Yes. But I was like, whatever you want to eat, I don't care. I'll buy it. And I did. And we spent a shit ton of money. But <laughs> it was a vacation. It was one. I'm not taking, I'm not taking to Disney again. Like. It was once in a lifetime. Yeah, if truly. you want to go again, you go with yourself or your your own kids. But <laughs> nice. um, yeah, I spent a lot of money there. So you had that a great time. Drive back to Portland, and tell me about that. I know you now. You didn't actually live in Portland, did you? We did. We you, lived well, like the outskirts. I mean, like Granville, suburb, yeah. Granville to to Grand Rapids exactly. or Northview or whatever. Yep. So you went there. Um, did you set up like a lot of stuff from the friends that you met out there, like to go out to eat and seven dinners or? That was originally going to be the plan, but um, as we're ending our time at Judy's, we caught wind from our friends that were going to meet us in Portland that we were going to be staying with them. Mm -hmm. 
we heard from them that they may not be able to make the trip. Um, Where were they? Well, here's the thing. They have two houses now. Oh, okay. Um, The dad, Ron, he works for Nike and does very well. So um, they decided to purchase a second home in Arizona. And so then... I guess over the last year, they kind of shifted out of Portland to Arizona. Their son started going to school there, and their son is a couple years older than Stefan, but they're like best of buds. Mm. And so that was kind of the reward, I guess, for Stefan. You know, you just went way outside of your comfort zone, meeting these relatives. Now let's go and um, hang out with your friend. So... We're staying in Montana, and suddenly we hear that that actually might not happen. Oh, no. Because one of their kids, their other child, was having um, a manic episode, uh, recently diagnosed with bipolar, and she was just a mess Mm. and got into some legal stuff, and I won't get into all the details, but- it was a situation where if Grace was to leave uh, along with their son, it would put Ron in a very tough spot because he has to manage all of that. So we're just kind of preparing ourselves for the worst. And then we're hearing Stefan say things like, I can't wait to hang out with Julio. And in the back of our minds, we're like, oh, boy, that might not actually happen. Like, when do we tell him that? Yeah. So... There was definitely some high emotions and like, uh-oh, this is going to go south real quick <laughs> and just kind of fearing for the worst. So that started happening um, the same day that Stefan got to meet another relative, and that was his uncle. We drove an hour and a half in the opposite direction to go there because, again, everything's a drive in Montana. Right. So... um yeah, it was just a very tense few days. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. So to get back to the answer to your question, I had originally planned on seeing several people. Yeah. And uh, and in fact, we had even scheduled some time south in Eugene, which is where we kind of started in our Oregon life. But with everything going on... Um, our plans kind of shifted for that second week. And I saw one friend who he's a, when I knew him, he was also a youth pastor. He's now um, a senior pastor, but he was such a good friend to me when I was going through that season of, I had just been let go from the church and there's so much drama and hurt feelings and people in the church asking what in the world happened. So as that storm is raging, Brian was like this voice of calm and like this friend who was just there for me. He drove um, to meet me in Hillsborough where I lived and took me to coffee a number of times and was just like, hey, Ben, how are you doing? Mm. Like, this is really tough. How are you? So I got to see him and it was just awesome to, you know, tell him the journey that's taken place since that very rough patch in life and the adventure that we've been on since. 
So I did get to see one friend. I was hoping to see more. Um, we ended up canceling the Eugene portion of our trip. Yeah. Just with logistics and everything else. It just, it was easier to stay put at our friend's house. and That makes sense. Kind of. That's just the kind of friends we are. They were always there for us when we were going through our drama and our losses. Uh, and so now as they're going through this season, we got to kind of return the favor. And we just kind of shifted focus and we're like, this is where we're going to stay. Yeah. So going back to that, Brian, he's a senior pastor now. Yep. So let's reflect on that and the trip itself. Uh, Cause you know, there's a question that I'm going to ask about Oregon. Uh, how did it feel like now that he's a senior pastor has kind of moved up? Did I, did you have a little bit of not regret, but I mean, you definitely could have continued in youth ministry when you got back to Michigan. You didn't have to, I understand the, the, the break and the cut and starting yeah. something new, but it did give you feelings again of like, oh, man, I, I just, I want to do that again. Yeah. It was weird. Um, it's a really good question. As I'm hearing him talk and recounting what he's been up to, there was a part of me that's like, I kind of miss that. Yeah. I kind of miss being on the front lines and really working with um, youth and church people and everything else. And it's like, I went to school for this. Like, yeah. Why am I not doing this? Yeah. Did it give you, uh, like, I, I don't hear in your voice that it, you were like envious of him or jealous. You were just oh, like, no. you were kind of mad at yourself a little bit, right? Just like, I went to school. Like, should I go back to this? Like, this is. I don't know if I was mad. Not but mad. There but... were definitely questions bubbling up to the surface of, huh, I kind of missed this. Yeah. And that was weird for me to feel that because. For so long, I've just been shut off to this idea of full-time ministry as a career. Like, yeah, I drew a line in the sand and I said, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I mean, you and I talk a ton and I still don't know your passion. I mean, it's not uh, corporate securities. It's not selling printers. Um, it's, I think it is ministry. And, yeah, and yeah. I'm wondering if there's just a block there. I think my passion is connection. Connection. Okay. But and that connection doesn't have to be ministry. No, but you do say that, hey, you know, I went to school for this and those kind of things. So to me, that that would be like, I don't know. To me, it would be like, I was waiting for you to run, come back to Michigan and be like, well, when you started typing, I did a ninja thing. I was like, <laughs> in our group chat with Mike, I was like, oh, no. Oh no! What did he yeah, do? Yeah, we signed papers on a house in Portland. Yeah, no, yeah. Really. Well, and that opens up my second question. You guys love it out there so much. Did you have feelings of wanting to return there? I mean, yeah. I, oh yeah. I mean, I bet it would have been worse if you uh, if you connected with more people. I think it would have. I mean, just be like, oh man, like this is great. Yeah, and maybe it was for our benefit that we didn't see a ton of people. That could be too. Maybe God was saying, yeah. Not now. Yeah. So I was feeling it a lot more than my wife was. Which makes sense. Like, I I think I might have even said, I think maybe we could retire here. Or, I, or you know, this really is a kind of an awesome place. And I do sales. I can sell things anywhere. anywhere. And you work in a hospital. You can work in a hospital right. anywhere. So 
I think, and then she at one point looked at a job posting. Just she was curious to see <laughs> what the pay would be out there. Probably so, double what she's getting paid yeah, now. Next thing I know, she's showing me this, and I'm like, honey, what? You're not helping the situation here. <laughs> and then she goes back to, well, I was just curious and wanting to see. So I think, I don't know for her, but for me, there was definitely a, a level of missing it. And, like, I really, you know, I listened to the episode with you and Mike, and one of the questions Mike asked you is, when did you feel the most alive? Yeah. For me, I felt the most alive when we lived in Portland. Well, maybe not Portland, in Oregon. Like, the Oregon coast Yeah, makes me feel alive. It's so funny. I saw some of the pictures. It was generally cloudy. And I'm just like, why does he love it there? Like, Michigan's <laughs> so much better. It it rains all the time over there. You know, it's, I don't know. I, I get it. It's just, and maybe you're passionate about it just because that's where you got your start. Yeah, In maybe. life, quote unquote. Well, uh, I feel like I, I, I mean, I made a huge move in going out there oh, in the first place. Yeah. And to have the first church experience go so well. And to feel like I really did launch myself into something so good. And Andy and I just really fell in love with the area, with the people. Like, it, Oregon became a part of us. Mm-hmm. So, it was almost like going back and wanting that part to be real again. But it's not. Like, or relive that time. Yeah, even relive it. It just felt so familiar, so good. But obviously, we came back, and we have no intention of moving back. Well, well but you there say obviously. You, well, obviously, you came back, but obviously, <laughs> like, why not? Because we have a life here that but we've made But so, for you ourselves. have a life there, too. Eh, not nearly as well, strong as what we have here, though. Okay, well, that's a good thing to say. I mean, obviously, you've established some roots here, and you got kids. But, I mean, I can, you know, I always think about when my kids are out of the house is, are we going to stay here? Yeah, you know what I mean, but well, I'm glad you had a good time. Um, it sounded like it was, you know, Ben and I kind of message. What do you say something about your your blood pressure med? Can I bring that up? Yeah, I don't okay, care. yeah. He had said something like, uh, "Yeah, I did." I you decided not to take blood pressure med when he's on vacation. I'm like, <laughs> what? I would have doubled it or some, something like that. I'm like, I don't vacations stress me out. Hmm. Like I don't like them. I don't mind going to the cabin. Uh, but I, it's not say I don't like them. There's just so many uncertainties and it just oh, yeah. drives me nuts. But it seemed like you were like, just chill. Yeah. It was a very chill vacation. Um, obviously we didn't have a whole lot of control over the Montana part, but we had some amazing time to just chill. Yeah. And like Judy's backyard is a mountain and a river. <sighs> And Nuts. so we had, she has a swing on her deck. I would just spent hours on that swing, just taking it in and listening to the river and looking up. At and the soft mountain. jazz. No jazz, no music. <laughs> and uh, then there's like waterfalls near there that I hiked up to. It was just, it was so chill. Like the whole Montana part especially was so chill. That's always a good 
thing as much as I love my internet is to get away in, in areas like that where it's real remote because yeah. it's just straight up awesome. Like it was. If you, it's a good time to have some reflection and and just kind of get away from the hustle and bustle of you know Rivertown Parkway where there's you know seventeen lanes and you know tacos and Burger King and <laughs> you know what I mean. Speaking of tacos and Burger King, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> I didn't even. That wasn't even a setup. I, I just popped in my head. So. Stefan loves him some Taco Bell oh. and uh, and Panera and oh, oh, it was Qdoba. Qdoba was the one that he was like, "Hey, to-. so we're in the middle of nowhere, Montana, and Stefan and I are turning in for the night." Um, long story short, we had a room and the girls had a room. Okay, there just weren't any beds that were big enough, comfortable enough for Andy and I to sleep in. It was an unfamiliar zone for our kids, so we were like, you know what? Divide and conquer. There you go. So um, Stefan and I shared a room, and he, just as we're about to fall asleep, he's like, do you think we can get Qdoba tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, Stefan, pull out Google Maps and look and see the, where, where the, closest... the nearest Qdoba is. And so he does, and it's three hours away. No way. That far? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. And- like sorry dude we are on a mountain in the middle of nowhere yeah. it takes an hour just to get to the freeway and then you got to drive two hours to go to the nearest city holy cow so Crazy. that is remote that yeah. probably put it in perspective for him how far he act you know driving in he's probably on his phone screwing around not paying attention he's like oh my god it's three hours to a kidoba <laughs> that's yeah. amazing it was hilarious we did go to that Qdoba, though. Eventually. We wanted to introduce Judy to, you know, some of the things we like to do. Oh, okay. So, so you took a three-hour trip to, to the well, city? Well, it, was the, same, oh, the it was in the same area that we went to see his uncle. Okay. So it, it kind of worked out. So there happened to be a Qdoba in that city. That's so funny. So Judy, uh, is she widowed? Divorced. Divorced. Okay. Yeah. Why you, you have a little smirk on your face. I don't know the story. Okay, I was just I, curious. She talks about her ex, and her ex has passed on, so okay. she's widow divorced. Is there know. a wood stove in the house? Yeah. So she does she chop her own wood? Probably not anymore. She not probably gets anymore. it delivered. She gets it delivered. Right. She lives across the street from a mine, a platinum mine. Oh. And that's where she worked for almost the majority of her career. Yeah. She worked up the ranks and was like, one of the oh, she wasn't actually minor, mining, minor, minoring. I would say mining. she wasn't. Mi- she was a miner. She wasn't mining the platinum. She was never like an actual digger digging for the platinum. It's a miner, sir, not a digger. That's minor. offensive. <laughs> but she was. I forget the term they use. But she was like the gopher that would bring stuff down to the yeah, mine, like tools or supplies they needed. Okay, so she worked her way up from that role. All the way into the office, okay. In, like an administrative role. Is the mine still active? It is. Interesting. Yeah. Platinum. Who? Are, it, isn't it weird when you go to other states in the weirdest shit? You're like, yeah. There's a platinum mine. Like, yeah. What are they using this for? Like, I it just, I it always the the show, um, how it's made. I used to love that show. It's yeah. that kind of like like. What in Podunk, Montana? They're pulling platinum out of the ground. I mean, it makes sense because it's in it's in the mountain area, and there probably is some mining going on. But it just I always I'm fascinated when I go to other places. I'm like, the, or people's jobs when they tell me what we do. I'm like, 
that's a job that yeah. <laughs> you get paid to do that right that's amazing yeah anyways well this has been cool kind of to live uh through it i i i can tell that you i you feel re- uh that you're rested definitely i could just tell your attitude when you came in in the conversations that we had the last couple of days so i'm really glad that you had that that opportunity to and it was like refreshing for you to see that's the problem when you go on it feels like I'm so negative about vacations here, y'all. Uh, when I go on vacations, it's just like like Disney was for the kids. Sure. I mean, of course, I ate good food and stuff like that. But I'm like, I always struggle with like if I go with the kids, how I can get away from the kids, not get away. You know what I mean? Like, right? Can I have the same level of relaxation and vacation with my kids and without? I guess that's a me yeah. thing. But it sounds like you did well. Great. The original plan was Monday of last week was supposed to be my day to see all my people and okay. go do my own thing, and everybody else was going to do their thing. The boys were going to go to the beach. The girls were going to go shopping, okay. and I was going to go hang out with people. I got one lunch, yeah. but even so, it was still refreshing and relaxing. Yeah. We made it through the entire trip with like maybe half of a blow up okay from one of our kids that's but good overall they were incredible like when we started the trip before we left on friday i told everybody uh, i was like this is a celebration mom's got a new job dad's got a job within the last year stefan's doing really well in school miracles worked on a lot of things. yeah everyone's doing their like, thing we're doing good so let's treat this week as a celebration this vacation we're about to go out on very cool and i think it just stuck like that was the mentality we all had was to celebrate and just enjoy each other's company awesome so the last question i definitely have to ask since we're whoop people we're working on our fitness apparently ben posted something about a race are you gonna do that are you interested (laughs) in that i just saw it and you know what happens when you you, you you wet Mike and I's whistle like we're nuts. We're we're Go for it. No 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 <laughs> no no no. This is a threesome. I said I'm going to compete though, so I'm going to blow you guys out of the water if we do it. I'm just, if I do it, I'm doing the five and a half. Five and a half. Anyways, we'll see. I want to know how your weight loss and everything because you go on vacation, you start indulging. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. how 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 do you feel coming back from that? Gosh, it was such. I had such anxiety and I had a couple of times I had to just work hard to shut it off. Like you're on vacation. Yes. If you do fall off the wagon, you can get back on. It's not the end of the world. No, it's harder yes. to get back on, but it it's completely doable. Yeah. So I made it a point to get one workout in each week. So two workouts. Whoopee. <laughs> I, mean, I thought you were going to say every day. I'm like, you're a liar. I looked at your stats. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I ha- I went in with these intentions of, you know, doing like two or three a week. Like, that's not reality. If I can get one solid workout in each week, I'll be happy with that. So first week was hiking up to the waterfalls. Second week was hiking down. Um, it was quite a bluff down the bluff. And onto the ocean, and they had like a walking path. So, how did I do? I gained zero pounds. Okay. I weighed myself the day before we left on the trip, and yesterday when we got back, that's nuts. And I had gained zero weight. I was the same weight. 
That's crazy. And I checked it three times to confirm, and I was like, I mean, I Whoa. look at ice cream and I gain a pound and a half. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty incredible. So I felt really good about that. Yeah. And then the other aspect we hinted at it earlier, the whole blood pressure thing. At my last physical in June, the doc said, you know, why don't we start talking about taking you off of the blood pressure medicine? Your your numbers are really good. Let's see if they stay that way. Yeah. Without you taking the medicine. And one of the things that I had been experiencing in the last month or so was feeling lightheaded sometimes. Like oh. I would stand up and feel lightheaded. And um, that's a symptom of low blood pressure. So interesting. I mentioned that to the doc, and she's like, you know, that might actually be because this dose is over. It's 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 more than what you actually need. So I figured let's wait until vacation to play with medicine so that it's not going to impact me on my, you know, work and everything else I have. Yeah. Going on. So I kind of weaned myself off of it. And by the second week, I wasn't taking it at all and then got home from vacation. Next day, took my blood pressure and it was in the green healthy zone All right. and without medicine. So this trip was so many things. It was an opportunity to meet Stefan's biological family and give him those needed connections. It was celebration. It was being there for our friends. It was so many different things. And even with all of that going on, I was able to maintain and continue my physical health goals yeah well what it sounds is it, it there wasn't a lot of stress there and, no. and when you ran into you know your your friends not being able to be up there it didn't sound like you just freaked out on the anxiety you know if you know you know grandma judy or great aunt judy was catfishing you which is <laughs> freaking hilarious i never even thought of that um no, the catfishing would be you sending her a bunch of stuff and then you show up and then it's like some 13-year-old boy or something. But uh, no, it sounds like you didn't have a, a ton of anxiety, which, of course, if you're having anxiety, the cortisol and all that shit, that just packs on the pound. So that's amazing. Anything else you want to add before we wrap? I would say don't always go with your gut in life because sometimes your gut can be wrong. And what I mean by that in regards to this trip is for so many years, like seven, eight years, we just thought Aunt Judy was a little bit off. Yeah. Like, why does she keep sending this stuff? Like, yeah, who, who does? Yeah, who does this? Like, we're yeah. not reciprocating. Calm down. Yeah. So our gut initially was, you know, almost a defensive reaction. Like, we are Stefan's family, not back not off. You like kind of back off, right? But then over time, started realizing our gut was probably not right. So Yeah, you got wiser. Yeah. So don't always trust your gut. I guess maybe the better thing is question your gut. Like, if you have a gut reaction to something, don't just immediately act on it. Think about, why am I having this gut reaction? And am I missing anything? Yeah, be curious about it. Don't exactly. have the initial anger reaction or anxiety or this is weird or... Yeah. I mean, obviously, we have those to keep us safe, but over time, you should probably reflect on those. For but, sure. Well, I'm glad you had a good trip. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, coming up in the next month, I'm going to give you a month rundown. Wow. These are all subject to change, y'all. <laughs> so I'm going to be gone. Well, no, I'll be back next week. 
I don't know why I brought that up. But August 8th, we're going to try to meet with Amanda Waldron. She was on the Waldron, right? Mm-hmm. Was on the show before. She's doing something. Do you know off the top of your head? So she is a therapist. And one of the things that she's focusing on in her practice is um, working with people who are deconstructing their faith. Mm. There's a lot of that happening. You see it all over TikTok, social media. Like there's a lot of Christians questioning their faith dealing with some not so great experiences in the church and amanda is wanting to create space to help people work through that stuff okay so that they don't just completely walk away from the faith but actually okay you know filter out the good from the bad and all right move on excellent so she that's pending we haven't confirmed with her then august 16th we're recording like the dates matter. Megan Deneff has been on the show before. Has she been on as an individual? I don't think. So. I don't think she has. I can't remember. But uh, not Ma- on our show. I know she's been on the right yeah, share. Yeah, the Gig Economy podcast. But uh, Megan's going to be on. We're just. It's not an interview format. It's just going to be us talking about mental health. Um, her and I have talked quite a bit about her stuff and um, her and her husband and those kind of things. Uh, just kind of you know just being. Uh, an ear to listen to. And then on the 23rd, we're going to record with uh, Ben's son, Stefan, which is going to be interesting. Um, the guy, Stefan says, not very many words when I'm around. So <laughs> this might be, uh, it, it might be shitty, but it could be great. I don't know. It's different when you get in front of a mic, like you and I are super comfortable. Like we just hit record and start. So right. we don't really think about it much, but, and then August 30 is going to be personal format and that will be a long month of catching up. It's a long time, but we might switch those up a little bit. Who knows if Amanda can't uh, record with us on the 8th, but anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Threats podcast. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next week. <laughs>